Welcome, brothers and sisters, to Fizz City! That's right, for today only, our church is no longer a church, but the home and headquarters of our loving, fizzy, story-made soda, Crow Crowa! Everyone who wants a Crow Crowa, raise your hands. Oh, well, I didn't think everyone would want one. JK, I did. Steve the Penitent, Deacon Adam, go ahead and pass out some cold, crispy, cool ones to all these needy people, all these boys and girls. <laughs> yeah! When I say crow, you say crow-a. Crow! 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 When I say fizzy, you say soda. Fizzy! Soda! <laughs> yeah, I threw you a little curveball there, didn't I? Because, yes, we love crow Croa. The taste of the story fizzing in our own gaping mouths and running sloppy down our children's snot faces. But what about Prepsy? What do we do to an imitator, a liar, a soda with no joy of the story like our own blessed Crow Croa? We do what we always do, brothers and sisters. We tell a story. The story must be told. There is good and evil, black and white, hot and cold, and Prepsy and Crocroa. We've all taken the independent taste tests. We know where our hearts lie. When I taste the refreshing menthol tingle of a boiling hot Crocroa straight from the oven, I mean, helps me go to sleep. I recognize the divine majesty of this story in my first dribbling sup. And when I taste Prepsy, <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't even know. I've never had one, and I never will, brothers and sisters. <sighs> Yuck. <sighs> Yuck. Sister Callista, please now share a brief story with us congregants before we invest ourselves in a special psalm more profound and lengthy for our blessed beverage. One day there was a goose and she squat out six eggs painfully like this. And they all popped out and she was fucking tired so she took a nap. Those eggs just laying there in the grass still all slick with bird privates. Well, while this dumb goose was taking a nap, a dirty old man who didn't have a tongue because his old brother punched him when they were kids and he bit it off, well, he sees the eggs and says to himself, <laughs> just a tongue nub darting around, drool running down his smock. He starts grabbing the eggs and putting them in his pockets, and they're still hot because they're fresh from the bird. They're so hot, birds got hot vulvas. He drops one and it breaks all over the mother goose's head. She wakes up, her unborn gosling child dripping into her eyes, eggshells crunching in her beak. She starts fucking freaking out, whipping her head around and just screaming, <laughs> Then she sees the man, his pockets full of eggs. So she chases him down, pecks at his calf, and he collapses. All the eggs in his pockets shatter, and the goose sees all the yolk dripping as he rolls over, hands raised around his head in defense. Well, this goose is nuts on grief. 
But she notices there's still a bulge in the man's pants and figures it must be an egg. So she stabs through his pants and starts to rip, rip, rip. He's screaming, trying to explain to the bird. But she doesn't understand a word he's saying because of the tongue. So she doesn't even know it's not an egg, but the man's swollen right testicle. She finally grips it in her beak and rips it off the fella. And takes it back to her nest and plops her ass down on top. A week passes, and wouldn't you know it, the testicle hatches. The goose is overjoyed, but confused, because what comes out isn't a gosling, but a big-ass sperm the size of a tadpole. It's got a big white head and whip-like tail, and it doesn't have a mouth, but it makes a sound like... She falls in love with it right away, names it Whitehead, and teaches it everything a goose should know. That sperm grows, bigger than a snake, bigger than a dog. She teaches this massive sperm how to eat worms, and how to swim, and then one day, how to fly. Everyone pointed at the sky after that, wondering what was flying through the air, wondering why it smelled like bleach. It's one big cum! Look out! Well, that cum started going down chimneys because that's the closest thing to a pussy it could find. It was just like Santa, if Santa was a big-ass sperm. But folks didn't know that. So that cold December when the goose's ill child fell down the chimney of the man whose testicle was snatched, he did not recognize his progeny with the goose, his rude avian birth mama, but a wriggling beast he detested. He screamed as he pierced its porcelain head, the size of a football, with a broken bottle of Crocroa. Organelles leaked down his palms, enzymes burning his skin. The seed child died, and only then did that man recognize himself in the wriggling, pathetic thing. Truly, we are the destructors of our own children. The story must be told. Thank you, Sister Callista, for that story, brief and oh-so-prescient, of what happens to all children who dare go against a bottle of Crocroa. Today, we absorb a psalm, no, a ballad, of just such a child, a child born oh-so-grossly, of our enemy. Our enemy, Prepsy. Listen, tap your foot. Maybe do a little dance and sup, sup, sup. Sup! The Ballad of Prepsa, written by Slurps from the book of Uh-Ohs. Preps was born in a laboratory, no right to live in the light of story. Preps was born in phantasmagory. Prepsa, Prepsy cursed you. The false soda with the falsest grin was rich in sin. Prepsy had its brand on every shore. Baseball diamonds, stadiums, both little league and pro. It was a thought in the heads of men on their screens and in the shop. It was more than a simple brand. For Prepsy, it was God. God had thought it liked devotion, but prayers were growing old. 
became corporate and learned what it loved was being sold. Crocroa, it was story. The story in slurpy form. Crocroa, it was story in corporate huskery born. Prepsy, it was threatened when the new reports came in that in their soda battle, Crocroa was sure to win. Prepsy grew angry, Prepsy got mad, Prepsy knew what this would demand. Prepsy had to take a life. Prepsy had to kill someone. A sacrifice to economy is how soda war is won. Prepsy made a sperm in a secret science lab. Prepsy made a sperm market with the Prepsy brand. Prepsy made an egg in a fertility farm discreet laid it in a Prepsy bottle and filled it with Prepsy seed. Months passed by, a fetus grew, and Prepsy took a poll of workers and their families for the name of a Prepsy girl. The winning name was Prepsa, no middle nor surname. She'd be Prepsy brand alone, no human stain to claim. Then a virgin bottle cracked one cold December night when a squealing Prepsy bundle took the first breath of her life. The God Become Corporation became a girl this time. Her hair, it smelled like syrup, and her spit-up bubbly lime. A human weren't allowed to nurse, the Prepsy brand decreed. She was fed naught but Prepsy, intravenously. Prepsa grew an observation, taught corporate deeds and ways, through two-way mirrors and science teams, without love the tot was raised. At six, she starred in commercials, flashing a Prepsy-scented grin. The public, they adored each ad her swollen head starred in. She signed autographs and shirts, though only through the mail. For while she filled TVs and screens, she did so from a jail. So as the years passed by, Prepsa sold the struggling drink. But as her body grew, her humanity did shrink. At puberty, her voice did change with her complexion and her bones. The child swelled with syrup, as the science team did note. Prepsa became a teen, teeming with gases and with sore, yet no juice and no water the research team did pour. She drank only Prepsy. She drank and never ate. She drank only Prepsy to ensure her Prepsy fate. Her skin, it was translucent, and her baby teeth fell out. Her body pooled in boneless globs, Prepsy steaming from her mouth. The planet was followed. Prepsa, she did change from a beloved human child to a tortured Prepsy saint. They pulled her from the ads, cast out with bleak ignominy. The public, they forgot her, which was essential for the deed. Crocroa took the market. Prepsy suffered with great fear. Amidst confusion and layoffs, the Prepsy child disappeared. She had dug a tunnel on her many nights alone, with shards of broken bottle from her former fetal home. Through a forest, she did wander down a hill into a village. Folks had seen her old commercials, but not her gross new visage. So when she stumbled to an inn, 
and begged the keeper for a preps. The man, he screamed monster and did act in self-defense. He threw his fancy stapler, the one he bought online. He threw the fancy stapler and it hit her in her eye. Half blind, the child of soda ran to the woods from which she rushed. Her first taste of the outside world did fill her with distrust. Yet she was growing thirsty and was most like to expire. She hid her flesh with bags and sought a Prepsi buyer. In the parking lot of Kroger, in the middle of the West, people passed with scorn. The Prepsi brand made flesh. A man passed with a dog and she begged for a good sip. He turned to chastise her when her flesh the dog did rip. Though she moved, not a pinky, to stop the vicious beast. It yipped, froze, and fell, and in seconds was deceased. It killed my precious pup, the man told the growing crowd. Before it kills another, he pointed as the people did surround. They threw Prepsa to the ground, feeling rather justified. And in the space of just five minutes, the girl was crucified. Prepsy, do forgive them, she cried from her dying perch between the parking lot of Kroger and the Unitarian Church. The lowly Kroger bag boy pierced her side with an ice scrape. Prepsy flowed, her heart it slowed as her last breath did escape. Folks, they posted photos captioned, Dog aside is real, and it took but 40 minutes before the shameful truth revealed. Crucified monster was once, the headlines they did read. Not so much a violent monster, but that child on TV. The people all felt guilty for cheering the murder of the girl, whose swollen head and prepsy smile had once so charmed the world. The village it was raised, and its citizens all were hung. And every shamed survivor drank prepsy for what they'd done. And so that final quarter, Prepsy enjoyed a net gain. The management got bonuses their market rate maintained. The deed was done, the war was won, and just when teen was dead. Financial gain from Prepsa's pain, was it worth it in the end? You fucking betcha. Preps was born in a laboratory, born to die by a method gory. Prepsa, we now have told your story. Prepsa, Prepsy cursed you. I'm not choosing to end this service on a sour note. I want to end it on the sweet taste of a bubbling hot crocroa, but I must address the elephant in the room. Prepsy is our enemy. But does the list end there? The Food and Drug Administration of the United States, much like the rest of the government, hates our church. It says Crocroa causes birth defects. It says that Crocroa interacts with vaccinations, rendering them useless. But I say to you, your vaccinations, they are already useless. Sure, they fight disease. Sure, they fight smallpox. Sure, they got rid of the measles. But at what cost? To not sup a sweet crow croa? 
to not enjoy its bubbles with your friends when you're out on a date, when you're out with your grandpa days before he passes away. Forsake inoculation. Crack a can of Crocroa. Drink to your heart's delight, because we'll get sick one way or another, but you're only gonna taste those juicy, juicy bubbles once. was the story must be told and I have coats made out of dog hair we're graciously hosted on the last podcast network lastpodcastnetwork.com <laughs> this one's made of great Dane and it's still warm follow us on Instagram at tsmbtpod follow us on Twitter at tsmbtpod at pstrandrew at our brother Reed at sister Callista at d-e-v-o-n-t-s-m-b-t me our congregation Ooh, this coat is made of an Australian cattle dog and <laughs> it's still moving. Rate and review us. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and tell your friends about us. Spread the word of the story. Oh, Lord, this isn't a coat at all. Oh, sweet story, this isn't even a dog. We have t-shirts for sale. Check out the link in our Twitter and Instagram bios. Goddamn, <laughs> if this coat doesn't bite like a dog, though, wow. Oh, that one drew blood. This was a post-everything production. Find all our short films. We just uploaded them on YouTube. Oh, okay. This coat is just a big bat. I wrapped his giant wings around me, so this means rabies for sure. I can't wait to salivate and bite some strangers. Bite, bite, uh huh. All right, everyone, here we go. It's a cum. It's a big cum. This story must be told. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com.